0: Hello and welcome back to another edition of the Todd pod where I will be answering your email submitted questions, but first a word from our sponsors our great sponsors. We want to thank mid first bank next generation roofing, the national cowboy Western and heritage museum and Oklahoma Ford dealers. Don't forget to drive into your best in Oklahoma Ford dealers today for all the best deals on Ford's full lineup of trucks and SUVs. Ford is the best in Oklahoma. As I've said many times, I'm a proud Ford owner Sammy joe has got over 180,000 miles on her, and she's still running great. Ford is the best in Oklahoma. We also want to thank two fellas moving. Let's face it, a case of beer, a pizza, it doesn't get you someone that comes over and properly helps you move anymore. If you want to find a couple fellas that do move things for you and move them well, get in touch with two fellas moving. They've got over 20 years of experience. They do it all. They've got no strings attached Quote. So if you want to quote, on how much it'll take to make your move. Get in touch with Two Fellas Roofing. And it's not just moving. If you've got spring cleaning coming up as well, they've got dumpster rentals and junk haul services. Twofellasmoving.com. It's the number two, fellasmoving.com. Now we move to your submitted questions. I asked on social media for you to do your worst and give me some interesting questions to answer as we open up today's email in bag. Is it an in-bag, in-box, I guess? And to do this, instead of me just reading the questions and answering, I thought we would bring in our producer, Jacqueline Musgrove. She is behind the scenes all the time, doing all the work to make us, well, me anyway, look, you know, average. Some others look great. But Jacqueline is here today, and she's going to be the question asker, and I'll be the question answerer. Jacqueline, I think, having seen the list of questions, you would agree that there are some pretty interesting ones, right?
1: Yeah, we have some really interesting ones to have answered tonight. I'm pretty excited about them. Some of them, not what you'd expect.
0: All right, let's get right to it. You fire the questions and I'll fire back the answers.
1: Okay, let's go. Ben wants to know, what's the biggest OSHA violation you've ever been a part of?
0: So the statute of limitations is probably up on OSHA violation stuff. I used to lay sod for my grandpa back in the day and Probably illegal to do it barefoot, but that's what I used to do. Um, My feet are still callous to this day from running around outside barefoot. The worst one I've ever seen, though, as far as a safety violation, it wasn't on the job. But one time my grandpa lived a couple miles down the road from me, and he was in his 70s at the time, and he had these hedges out in the front yard, and I drove by, and there he was on a ladder in the bed of his truck trimming the hedge with a chainsaw which is not safe at all. So that's the worst one I've ever seen, even though it wasn't on a job site. I would imagine you get fined a lot by OSHA for that.
1: Yeah, I feel like that definitely would have a few violations just right off the top.
0: And the worst part too is I drove by and it was like, need to tell him to not be on the back of the truck, but also I don't want to scare him. So he falls with the chainsaw. So yeah, my grandpa was an interesting character for sure.
1: Yeah. Okay, you ready for the next one? Let's do it. Brett wants to know, UAPs and UFOs, will we be told anything definitive in the next five years? What do you think?
0: I'm going to say we're not told anything definitive, but I will throw myself in the category of believer of UAPs and UFOs. I think we live in a big universe and it's crazy to think that we're the only ones out here that are intelligent life. I'm sure there's intelligent life elsewhere. And uh, you know, the the longer I'm on this earth, the more I wonder if there's intelligent life on this earth anymore. So, yeah, I think there are definitely UAPs and UFOs, but I also think that's something that it benefits nobody if the government lets that stuff out.
1: I mean, very subjective answer. I think time will. What about you?
0: Do you think there are UAPs and UFOs?
1: I absolutely do. I name my dog Frank from Men in Black. (laughs) Absolutely, that's great. Okay. You ready for the next one? Let's do it. Let's see. Johnny wants to know, how do you think Jackson Arnold will do next season? I'm curious myself.
0: It's a $64,000 question. I usually (laughs) say, don't trust a guy with two first names or two last names. And I think Jackson and Arnold are probably two last names, but also Dylan and Gabriel are two first names and he did a pretty good job at Oklahoma. So He's got, uh, you know, a good one that he learned from this last year. I think it's honestly, I wish I had a better answer for it. He's obviously talented. He's a high-level recruit. He has all, you know, the, the ch- he can check every box when it comes to height, weight, speed, arm strength, all those things. But what I'm really interested to see in the bowl game, and the reason why the bowl game is more watchable to me, is because we'll see what Seth Luttrell as the offensive coordinator does with Jackson Arnold. At quarterback, So I know it's a small sample size. It'll just be one month of practice, but I think we'll have a better idea after the bowl game of what not only Jackson Arnold looks like in his first full start, but what he looks like playing under Seth Luttrell's offense.
1: Yeah. I think we have a lot to see and I'm optimistic. Okay. Caden it's a pretty power to... name
0: though, Jackson Arnold. Can I also just tease real quick uh, this yeah, week, yeah. ranking something silly, top 10 Jacksons and Arnold's.
1: Hey, we do love those ranking something sillies. Okay, Kaden wants to know, would you ever go on a hunt with Dog the Bounty Hunter?
0: <laughs> Not only yes, but heck yes, I would yes. go on a hunt with Dog the Bounty Hunter. Uh, I don't know if you ever got into that show, Jacqueline, but I did. Honestly, I haven't been to Hawaii yet. I kind of feel like all of Hawaii is like people who are on drugs because that's all I've seen for, is from Dog the Bounty Hunter. Uh, I know, I know. know. But yes, I would 100% do it. My favorite part of Dog the Bounty Hunter was when he would catch the criminal and he's just effing and Jeffing the criminal and calling him every name in the book. And then he gets him in the car, offers him a cigarette and says, let's pray, brother. Let me tell you about Jesus. I love Dog the Bounty The whole act is great. Um, He's almost so crazy that he can't be an act. I think he is genuinely a bit of a nut.
1: I do too. In rest her soul, Beth, his wife, oh, she was a treasure, a national treasure.
0: She was a treasure. I, I yeah. haven't kept up with the whole dog gang. I don't know what Leland's doing. Uh, I think baby Lisa got in a little trouble with the law. I'm not 100% sure about that, but I don't know what baby Lisa's up to either.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I th- that could be a whole episode that I'd love to do. Okay, back on track. Amber wants to know, do you think the JFK assassination was a solo job?
0: So my answer on this one, Jacqueline, and I've talked about this before, I'm fascinated with the JFK assassination. Okay. For the longest time, thought it was a solo job. Pretty convinced now there was more than one shooter. This is breaking news. In fact, the government's trying to silence me. I'm getting kind of choked up here. (laughs) So I'm pretty convinced there's more than one shooter, and here's why.
1: Okay, tell me. I'm truly curious. Tell me.
0: Yeah, so everyone, including the Warren Report, says there were three shots that day. The first shot missed, and we know it missed because it hit a curb, and a piece of the curb bounced up and hit a guy that was under the bridge in the face, the cement did, from the curb, and it cut his face open. So we know that one shot missed. Okay. So that means that there are two shots left that have to do all the damage. The third shot was the fatal shot to the side of his head, which I don't want to be graphic, but I'm sure everyone has seen that video or knows what I'm talking about. But the second shot went through Kennedy's back, through his neck, and then also hit Governor Connolly, who was in front of them, or at least this is what's always been said. That bullet went through Kennedy's back, his neck, then through Governor Connolly's arm, breaking his wrist. It went into his ribs, I think. And then Mm -hmm. the bullet was found on Governor Connolly's gurney, is what was always reported, and the bullet's in pristine condition. So Mm -hmm. if that bullet theory is true, then that magic bullet, as they call it, can't be in pristine condition if it went through that many people. But here's the real kicker. In recent years, one of the old Secret Service agents has Mm -hmm. said, I picked that bullet up out of the back seat of the car, and I put it on the gurney. Well, if the bullet's in the back seat of the car, now you have to believe it went through Kennedy, went through Connolly, and then somehow the bullet ended up back in the back seat again. So I think it blows the magic bullet theory out of the water. And it makes me think more than ever that there was more than one shooter. I know that's really in the weeds. I'm very into this JFK assassination thing, it's one of the most fascinating things ever. Uh, Rob Reiner's got a really good podcast out right now. About the JFK assassination. Okay. I highly recommend you listen to it. Uh, it's called Who Killed JFK?
1: I have so many questions, but I'm going to take us back to sports. Brady wants to know how did you become a soccer fan?
0: So I had a buddy who was going through a divorce, and he would call me and we would hang out as one does with his buddy who's going through a divorce. And at the time, we were playing PlayStation, and he had Uh, FIFA, I think it was FIFA 08, I think is the one it was back in like 2007, eight. And we Mm -hmm. played soccer on FIFA and I wasn't very good at it, but I started to learn more about some of the players. I learned more about some of the teams. And at the time there was a channel on cable called Fox soccer channel, and it was a new startup channel. And it was the first time you could watch premier league games in America easily. So when that started, that's when I became a soccer fan. Uh, it was, it all started with the video game FIFA. And I'll go even further. I'm a Manchester City fan mm-hmm. strictly because my friend would get Manchester United and beat me so bad at FIFA that I hated Manchester United. So I decided to root for their arch rivals instead.
1: Well, do I dare say video games are good then? Like it. This video game opened a whole new world for you, right?
0: It it did, and to this day, Jacqueline, I still daily play FIFA. Do you really? (laughs) I do. I I have. I'll show you. Look, I'm gonna show you right now. I've got the app on my phone. Here's the here's the FIFA app right now on my phone. Look at that.
1: That's awesome. I
0: I play FIFA on my phone still to this day.
1: The Todd Pod. Should we reach out? Yeah, let's see if FIFA will sponsor the Todd Pod.
0: Oh, that would be awesome. That I would, would love awesome. that.
1: Okay, I have another one here from a guy named Jeff who wants to know, what is Eddie Radijevich really like? Did I pronounce that right?
0: Radijevich. It's okay, everyone pronounces it wrong. Okay.
1: What is Eddie really like? We got to know. Jeff wants to know.
0: So Eddie, who, my former Morning Show cohort, um, uh when I was working in radio at the franchise, Eddie is one of the most interesting characters i've ever met he's he's i don't want to say he's high strung but he's very focused when he's doing things but yeah. his brain works in the most mysterious ways um he Eddie is able to find humor in everything, and Eddie's one of those people that he likes to push the envelope and he pushes it so much that you become used to it. And you just go, oh, that's Eddie. Um, But also, Eddie is truly one of the kindest human beings I've ever met. Like anytime I've ever needed anything, he's offered to help. Uh, Eddie is a really nice guy. So Eddie's got his kind of persona and he's got his, I don't want to say it's an act because it's how he really is. But I think when push comes to shove and people have one-on-one interactions with Eddie, they realize he's a genuine guy and that's why he's so popular.
1: That's awesome. Sounds like you I'm good like com- me,
0: right? Who's just a jerk like to everybody. Can
1: you, you just describe yourself? Dear yeah. Jeff. Not
0: well, maybe, but Eddie Eddie's to- even to a different level when it comes to quirky.
1: Okay. That's awesome. Okay, we have a serious one here, Todd. I'm currently going through a divorce and have an autistic son. What's your advice for getting through this because I'm devastated.
0: So I, I'm guessing this person is asking the question because I also went through a divorce. I also have an autistic son. Uh, my youngest son is nonverbal and autistic. And I know it's it's very hard. And, you know, I'm not trying to make light of a serious subject because this is a very serious subject. And just being serious for a second, I'll just tell you a couple things. Number one, if you want to still be a dad to your, your autistic son or any of your children after you go through a divorce, I think the most important thing is to work on yourself. Um, When a divorce happens, very rarely is one person at fault. Usually it's because both people are doing things that are causing the relationship to go a separate direction. And when that's the case, it's time to go work on yourself a little bit. And even if one person is at fault, there's a lot of pain involved with that. So go work on yourself. And I've found with my kids, and I'm not perfect by any stretch, but I think the work that I've done on myself since my divorce has shown to my kids. So that would be my, my advice to anybody, whether they're going through a divorce or losing their job or anything, just don't forget that you can't be the, the parent you need to be, the husband you need to be, the boyfriend you need to be, or whatever. If you can't first be happy with yourself.
1: That's a really good answer, Todd. Okay. We have another one from Jared. Who is your favorite professional wrestler of all time and why? Did you ever attend any shows?
0: So, I'll answer the second question first. I attended yeah. a couple of shows when I was a kid. I went to one, gosh, I had to have been like four or five years old with my uncle, and I'm pretty sure it was at the state fairgrounds. And what I remember is uh, Randy Macho Man Savage walking by, <laughs> like walking as I was in the front row. That was the coolest thing ever. And Miss Elizabeth was with him. Uh, which was awesome. But as far as my favorite wrestlers, two stand out. Okay. One of them is Hulk Hogan. Um, And the reason why is because I was very much at that age when Hulkamania was so big. Oh, yeah. I remember like trying to rip my shirt off when I was a kid. Okay. And then one year for Christmas, this is no lie, you can look this up on YouTube if you want. I got the Hulkamania workout set, which <laughs> I still think to this day was two things. It was one, my parents giving me a hulkamania gift but also too, my parents telling me i need to get in a little bit better shape uh-huh. but it was like these little dumbbells and you put in this cassette tape no way. And as on the cassette tape he's going come on brother come on five <laughs> more reps come on brother one two three yeah. and i so hulk hogan is probably my first favorite wrestler ever uh but then as far as like kind of off the wall. When I love, there was a, a wrestler named George, the animal steel. Yeah. And he had a ton of like back hair and body hair and he was bald. And he, the turnbuckles on the corners, he would like bite into them and rip them to shreds. And he was just kind of a wacko. So I always liked him as a kid because he was so quirky and weird. Go figure, right?
1: Yes. Go figure. Right. <laughs> okay. We have a quirky and weird question here. We have a two parter uh, from Chaz. And it's our last one. I'm an Everton fan and a Miami Dolphins fan. As objectively as possible, what do you think a fair penalty for Manchester City? And then we also need to know, also as a Dolphins fan, I'm curious what other fans think of Mike McDaniels. And this is from Chaz.
0: So I'll start with the second one, Mike McDaniel's. I find fascinating because he, again, he's very quirky. He's different than everybody else. I uniqueness always scores high with me, even if people are, you know, a little rough around the edges. I appreciate the uniqueness, and Mike McDaniel's is he's truly a weirdo. But I also have a belief, Jacqueline, and wow. you probably get this vibe. God love him from talking to Bob Stoops and some of the people he he talks to, some of the coaches he talks to, uh, because you produce all of his podcasts. I think coaches in general are just a little bit psycho. I don't mean that in a bad way. I think they're all a little – you have to be a little psycho to Um, be a coach, to devote that much of your life to something like Mm -hmm. coaching, like X's and O's, and that's what Mike McDaniels does. So I'm not surprised that he's quirky and a bit of a psycho. And I love them. Now, for the second part of the question, there's Eli and I talked about this a couple of weeks ago on the Todd Pod. Okay. Uh, one of our Premier it, League right? yeah. episodes. Yeah. So yeah. Everton were, were docked 10 points for one uh, charge against them of breaking Premier League rules. Manchester City have 115 charges hanging over their head. So first off, I think we have to remember, just like in the legal system, A charge for burglary is not the same as a charge for murder. So I don't necessarily know that all 115 of those charges should be 10 points for each one because I don't think it's the same as Everton. With that said, if Man City are found guilty of even half of those, there has to be a big deduction. You've already kind of set the standard with Everton. So what that deduction is... I don't think it's fair to send them to the second division because then that really makes a mockery next year out of the second division because Manchester City will just win it easily. Um, It just kind of ruins the whole season next year for the second level. I would imagine if there is any sort of deduction, it'll be one that is like a 30, 40 point deduction that will probably knock them down and out of the Champions League for next year, which will cost them a bunch of money. But also won't knock them out of the Premier League that's kind of my guess as to what will happen uh, that's what I think would be fair objectively. I hope as a man city fan that they aren't found guilty of them and they don't have any penalty, so nothing happens but I also know that you know if you uh, if you do the do the crime you got to do the time right
1: that's what they say right if you're a law abiding citizen but back Can, to now the first- or go ahead. I'm can I sorry. Turn
0: the, can, can I turn the table a little bit and ask you a question, Jacqueline?
1: Oh, man. I guess so. Cause, but first, I want to say I don't think it, it would be a coaching or sports uh, psycho. I'm more thinking sports coaching genius is what I've. You have to be a true genius to really true. be like a quality coach, the ones that rise to the top. I've experienced genius.
0: But if you think about that as well, Albert Einstein was a genius, but he was also a bit of a psycho. Like I think they kind of go hand in hand.
1: Yeah, hand in hand or the same thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I'm gonna ask you a question, Jacqueline. Okay. Um, which one of the sellout crowd employees is your favorite to work with, and which one's your least favorite? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm 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 gonna ask you a I'm going to ask you a question and I promise, I promise, I'm not trying to do this. No one set me up on this. Oh, sure. What does Jacqueline want for Christmas?
1: Oh, man. I don't even know. Like, I think my gut answer, my gut answer just then is not going to happen. But my answer that I was going to give you was Austin FC season tickets.
0: Ooh, okay.
1: So, if the sellout world has any connections to some MLS games, I would love to go. I feel like Todd Pod would love a road trip to some MLS games. Just an idea.
0: Maybe we can see Messi play in Austin. I
1: would, I would love that. Lo- that would be great, right?
0: Eggnog, yes or no?
1: I've never had it. And so oh, <laughs> I'm Okay, but that's... this is brought up on Mind Games. Uh, poor Eli apparently has not had Eggnog either. And Garen really ranked him over the coals on that. So, we're doing a taste test on
0: the next episode of the Todd Pod. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, going to get you guys some eggnog and we're going to taste test live on the Todd Pod.
1: I don't think so. <laughs> oh, come on. I try real eggnog. If I'm going to try it, it's going to be the real. It's not going to be like the, um, you know, the one you buy at the dairy store.
0: Okay. All right. Well,
1: I would try I real be- eggnog.
0: I think the PG and the other version of eggnog are both really good. I will say I've, I'm an eggnog fan. My dad yeah. hates it. I remember when I was a kid, I used to, I used to put eggnog out instead of milk because I would try to catch out my dad. Like if, no way. I, I, would think, I would think like, you know, if Santa is my dad, he's not going to drink the eggnog. Not even thinking that my dad, if he was Santa, he could just go pour it down the sink. But <laughs> you do
1: you know, but, maybe my dad is Santa.
0: I mean, I th- it was. We had this discussion the other day. It is very interesting the whole Santa thing when you're a kid. And I had a younger sister,
1: uh-huh. so
0: I really had to be careful to make sure I didn't ruin the presents for me. Didn't really care if she got hers or not, but I couldn't say anything bad to ruin the presents for me.
1: I'm gonna let you in on the secret. The okay. elf forgot to move last night, and I was in a lot oh, of trouble.
0: No. Oh no. Mm-hmm. Oh no. I've I've heard uh horror yeah, stories lucky. from uh luckily my kids were a little older than the elf on the shelf trend. You're lucky, so. man. Just just that's when you just say, like, you know, not feeling the elf's not feeling it today.
1: It was sick. But on that note, <laughs> we should thank our listeners and your subscribers.
0: For sure. We always want to thank our subscribers. I need to thank you as well, Jacqueline. You're the producer behind the scenes oh, that does all it this stuff pleasure. for us. Yes. Thank you to you. Thank you to Michael Lane, to Michael Martin, to Bobby Howard, to all of them for all the work they do behind the scenes. Also, uh, as we're in this holiday season, big thank you to everyone at Sellout Crowd. It's been a pleasure so far to work with everybody. I'm looking forward to doing more of these. Don't forget, you can always email me, todd at selloutcrowd.com. Go subscribe to my newsletter as well. Um, I'm always looking for new ideas, for new things to talk about. And any questions that you want me to answer on the Todd pod, I will answer them. So Todd at selloutcrowd.com. And don't forget to subscribe whether you're watching on YouTube or you're listening on your favorite podcast app. Go subscribe. Give us a good rating. Leave us a comment. Give us a like. Tell your friends all those things. Smash the buttons, as the kids say. And check us out over on YouTube or any of your podcasts. Uh, places that you go and give us those five-star ratings. Thank you so much to Jacqueline and everyone else. Thank you for listening to the Todd Pod. Thank you most of all for your questions, and we'll talk to you next time.